Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. You've joined a global movement of sales professionals who are dedicated to being authentic and building trust. We call it Selling from the Heart. Together, we are on a mission to bring sincerity and substance to the sales profession we all love. Get ready to be inspired and equipped as we join our hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy. Daryl here, and I'm excited to share with you one of the most innovative tools we've come across in a long time. Our partners at Y Institute have developed an amazing platform that helps people discover their Y operating system. It's truly amazing. In 10 minutes or less, you can know why you do what you do, how you bring your why to life, and what people can count on from you. It's truly the first step in self-awareness. If you're a coach or a sales leader who believes in helping your people understand who they are so they can be the best version of themselves, you've got to check this out. All you need to do is go to whyinstitute.com and look for the Y certification page. We'll put the link in the show notes. When you reach out to the Y Institute, let them know you heard about it here on Selling from the Heart, and you'll be on your way to helping your team discover what drives them. Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, I, I tell you what, what isn't going on? We have so much great stuff going on here at Selling from the Heart. Great seeing you. We're in for a treat today, Daryl. Joey Coleman's in the house. We're going to have an amazing experience together today. And I just want to say a sincere thank you to everybody out there in the community, the Selling from the Heart community right here in the middle of Q4. We're pushing to finish strong this year and the community getting together and encouraging each other is incredible. And the people we've gotten to meet through Selling from the Heart is the best part of all of this. Uh, I absolutely agree. I just wanted to give a quick shout out before we get rolling on this phenomenal podcast is to Andy Bowman. Andy Bowman, you're a sales leader who wears his heart on his sleeves. You lead a great sales organization. Keep doing great work. We appreciate you. Here, here. Couldn't agree more, Andy. Keep up doing what you're doing. You're a true inspiration. Speaking of that, if you need some inspiration as you're heading through Q4, there might be a little pressure on some of us. <laughs> Don't worry. You can get a daily dose of inspiration from none other than our good friend, Larry Levine, in your inbox every morning. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash daily. It's scrolling across the bottom. It'll be in the show notes. And you can get a daily dose of inspiration to keep you fired up throughout the fourth quarter. And Larry, they're fresh. They're daily. They're new every day. You don't want to miss this. These are always hot off the press. They are. I, I, you know what? No repeats on this one. I actually do these every single day. I think about it, what inspires me throughout the day and I, or a great book I've read. And I just share, I just share some words of wisdom and how it can apply to your day. So go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash daily to get subscribed to the daily dose of inspiration. Well, today we are so excited to welcome Joey Coleman to the podcast he is an expert on building steadfast relationships of trust with both, both customers and employees, guiding industry stalwarts like Zappos with his transformative first 100-day strategy. Joey has marked himself as a trusted voice in the realm of loyalty. His Wall Street Journal bestseller, Never Lose a Customer Again, is one of my all-time favorite business books where he unpacks how to create an inspirational experience for his customers 
and for your customers. But now today, diving into the world of employee retention, he's got a new book, Never Lose an Employee Again. And this is a game changer for organizations. And all of this is super relevant to sales success and sales leadership. We're excited to have Joey here. Joey, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. It is great to have you here. Oh, Daryl, Larry, it is an absolute thrill to be here. I love it. I'm such fans of both years. End of the show. Thanks for the kind, word of in, the kind words of introduction and uh, super excited to dive into it. And thanks to everybody who's joining us and watching and listening in. So appreciate you being here too. Oh, I can't wait, Joey. We're going to have a great time. Thank you. It's going to be an incredible experience. And as we get started, Joey, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is, Joey, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I think selling from the heart is all about looking for the opportunities to not only identify, but develop and reinforce personal and emotional connection with the people we interact with. How can I take this from a transactional relationship to a transformational relationship? How can I double down into what matters to the people I'm interacting with, the people I'm quote unquote selling to in a way to make this much more personal, much more emotional, much more connective? Uh, I, I love this, Joey, because you used two words that are actually used a couple more words that are near and dear to me, but the two are transactional and transformational. And it's just, I believe really wholeheartedly, it's hard to move from a trans, from a transactional conversation to transformational if you struggle to connect and relate to somebody. Absolutely. And And there's just, there's so many transactional conversations that I've always said, transactional conversations are 100% replaceable. They really are. And I also think it's a challenge when we try to lead first from a place of, let me transform your life. And it's like, eh, we're skeptical as humans, right? Yep. That's why I kind of double down on the personal and emotional. We get excited about personal conversations. We get excited about emotional conversations. And once we've made those investments, now we have the privilege of escalating the interaction to something transformational. I think what happens in the reason things stay transactional is we don't make those investments. We make it all about our product, all about our service, whatever we're trying to get the person to buy. And instead of saying, well, what is the true value that this relationship can deliver for you that transcends the actual features list or the benefits list of whatever it is we're discussing? I absolutely love this. And, you know, if you think about the profession of sales, especially the old school way of sales was all focused around the close. Now, I love our friend Mark Hunter that says, you don't close a sale, you open a relationship. But what I really, really enjoyed about Never Lose a Customer Again, and for everyone listening in, you want to hit pause and go grab a copy of this book. It's pure brilliance. And and what you discovered was really, really fascinating is that what happens in the first 100 days after you open that relationship is going to define everything going forward. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? Absolutely, Daryl. When I was writing Never Lose a Customer Again, I looked at businesses around the world, small, medium, and large, online and offline, product and service, businesses that focused domestically, businesses that had an international clientele. And what I found is that across all of these worlds, across all of these offerings, somewhere between 20 And 70% of new customers 
would decide to stop doing business with an organization or with a company before the 100-day anniversary. 20 to 70%. These numbers were staggering to me, right? In the uh, SaaS business, it averages out at about 20, 22%. Banks was 32%. Auto mechanics, 68%. Restaurants, 40 to 70%, depending on the type of cuisine you serve. These numbers were astounding. But what shocked me even more, guys, is that the typical business owner, the typical business leader had no idea what their percentage was. People Mm. were running out the back door as quickly as they brought them in the front. And leaders are frustrated because they're like, hey, I'm making sales, but we're not growing our business. Hey, we're getting new people in the door, but we don't seem to get repeat orders. That was the problem. We weren't establishing that relationship in the first 100 days that would create the level of connectivity, the foundation that we could build on going forward. This is this is fascinating because, you know, our audience, Joey, is is full of sales leaders, sales professionals, business owners, executives of companies. And Daryl and I talk about this all the time at Selling from the Heart is sometimes your company may not provide that great experience. And and sometimes let's face it, based on your research, you would agree. But walk us through, just coach the sales leaders and the salespeople out there. What can an individual do in those first hundred days? What would that look like in looking through that through your lens, Joey? Well, I think the first thing we need to look at, Larry, is operationally and organizationally, what are the expectation for the roles and the individuals involved with the sale? Now, I'm going to make a sweeping stereotype here. In the typical business, there's a salesperson who does all the courting, all of the connecting, all of the pitching, all of the convincing. But then once the sale is completed, they hand off the relationship to an account manager, an operator, a customer service team. There is someone else who's responsible for the relationship. Now, not in all organizations, but in most. And the very fact that we have a handoff between two totally different people A handoff to someone that isn't involved in any of the sales conversations, isn't involved in any of the relationship building, creates a fundamental disconnect in the experience the customer is having. I liken this stuff and maybe any of the listeners or viewers who've uh, ever been either on a track team, a relay team, or watched the Olympics. When we hand the baton from one runner to the other, do you guys know what happens if the baton drops? <laughs> it's not good. It's not Game good. Over. Race is over. Game, the race is over. You can't pick it up and keep running. You are disqualified. And we've seen this at the Olympics, four years of training. And then we do a handoff of the baton and the baton falls on the ground and it's not, oh, quick, pick it up and catch up. No, game over. The same analogy holds true in our business. If that handoff from sales to whoever's going to be responsible for maintaining the relationship going forward isn't smooth, isn't connective, isn't a step up in the relationship, and instead Mm. is seen as handing off or a step down or a denigration of the relationship, we have no hope of the relationship continuing. So to answer your question, what can a salesperson do? Well, number one, if you do have those handoffs inside of your business, Get better at the handoff. Mm-hmm. I've spent time with thousands, tens of thousands of salespeople are just like, oh, Joey, I work so hard. I, I <laughs> close the deal. I get the business. And then what do they do? I hand it to the accounts management team and they screw it all up. 
But I've also had thousands of conversations with the account management folks mm-hmm. who are just like, yeah, the salesperson throws this across the transom and it's mm-hmm. like, good luck. They don't fill out the notes. They don't keep an accurate record of the conversations. They don't tell me what they promised during the sales process that I'm now expected to deliver on. And we create these two silos that not only are a mental and emotional break for the client, but they are actually a mental and emotional break for the employees, the team members, the folks in the organization, as far as any hope for collaboration or working together. Mm. It's incredibly powerful. And all of this is happening at this moment of buyer's remorse. And this is this is something that's so epidemic in sales because we all know, you know, back uh, back when I started selling, uh, it was four part forums, press hard, the fourth copy's yours. We'd go back to the office, ring the bell, write it on the board, start planning our vacation, you know, and buying clothes for the president's club trip. And so salespeople were like riding on an all time high. Well, what's your research show about what's happening in the customer's mind when you drive <laughs> away or leave that Zoom call? Well, here's the interesting thing, Daryl, regardless of whether you sell a product or a service, regardless of whether it's a big ticket item or a low cost item, the science is the same. When a human being makes a purchase, regardless of their demographic, age, gender, anything we might want to look at to kind of categorize humans, when a human makes a purchase, their brain floods with dopamine. They feel joy, euphoria, and excitement. This is the widget that's going to help me do my job better. This is the service that's going to be the answer to my prayers. But almost as quickly as that dopamine floods their brain, it starts to recede. And as the dopamine recedes from the brain, those feelings of joy, euphoria, and excitement are replaced (laughs) by feelings of fear, and doubt and uncertainty. Did I get the best deal possible? Oh, that salesperson, they seem to really like me, but did they like me for me or did they like me because they saw dollar signs? What if I made this purchase and it doesn't go well? Can I get my money back? What if I made this purchase and it cost me something bigger than the amount I've invested? What if I get fired because of the decision I made in like a B2B setting of deciding to go with this company? And to your point, we've got the salesperson at the office, high-fiving, ringing bells, winning the trip to Napa, whatever it is. And we've got the customer sitting at home going, oh, I hope I didn't make a mistake. Wow, Uh, I better be skeptical. And that disconnect between our emotional high and their emotional low, if we don't close that, if we don't reduce the delta between those two points quickly and effectively, we have a huge problem that we're never gonna dig out of. Oh, so now I got I got to throw this at you, Joey, because this is what I'm sitting here listening. And this is just this is what was percolating through my head is how does a how does a sales professional or a sales leader or a group of people close that gap prior to the agree to agree? So in other words, right, that salesperson and their team, they know they're getting the deal right. There's all the signs. I mean, Joey, you're the you're the buyer and we're we're coming to that agreement to agree. So walk us through what people could do to bridge that so that they don't leave with fear. Did I make the right decision? What's what's the words or the phrases somebody can use to bring this together better? Well, I would do two things, Larry. Number one, I would look at what we can do leading up to the actual agree to agree, signing on the dotted line, the deal is done, as well as what can be done immediately after that Mm -hmm. happens. So let's look at the first one uh, first. What about just acknowledging the elephant in the room? 
What about just saying, hey, by the way, what we've noticed is when people purchase our product, they're really excited about it. They see all the possibility, they're eager. But right after they purchase the product, they begin to doubt the decision they just made. You're going to feel this. There is mm. nothing I can say or do to change the fact that you're going to feel this. Why? Because of brain science. I can't be in your brain and stop the <laughs> dopamine release. So you're going to feel this. When you do, I want you to know that we're aware of it and we're feeling it too. So we're going to be touching base with you to let you know that the same person that showed up the same person that listened, the same person that focused, the same person that helped you to find this solution that you're purchasing is going to be there after the sale to help navigate your actual usage, your actual implementation. Now, you, you're maybe saying, well, wait a second, Joey, you talked about the handoff. Like, it's <laughs> not going to be the same person. It doesn't have to be the same person in the day-to-day -day if the customer feels that mm -hmm. the salesperson is still emotionally connected, is still mm. involved. This can be something as simple as one of my favorite tools for handling this. And this comes at the after the sale. Let's say in your organization, you have a salesperson and you have an account manager and they close the sale and then it gets handed off to the account manager. Why not film a video? Between the sales manager and the uh, the salesperson and the account manager, where we say something like, let's pretend for sake of our conversation, I'm the salesperson. Larry, you're the account manager. And Daryl, we've just sold to you. So why not film a video with Larry and I? And I say, hey, Daryl, so excited that you decided to become a customer of Acme Corp. We know we're going to be able to deliver a ton of value. I want to introduce you to Larry. Okay, not only is Larry better looking than me, Larry's smarter <laughs> than me. He's been with the organization for 20 years. He is an absolute rock star. In fact, he won't tell you this, but I will. He just won the award for number one account manager for the year within our organization, which is why I'm handing you to him. He's going to take great care of you. Larry, could you share a couple things with Daryl? Then Larry mm -hmm. comes on the video yeah. and he says, hey, Daryl, Joey's told me that the reason you were excited to buy our widget is you're having a lot of problem with your customers mm -hmm. in Tallahassee and Southern Finland. So let me tell you about <laughs> what we've got built in. We've got some amazing support for folks in Tallahassee and Southern Finland. I'm on it. I'm looking forward to our first call. We're going to make sure to deliver value for you. Can't wait to have that kickoff call. Beautiful. End video. Ugh. What we just did is two things. Number one, we elevated Larry's status. We made it seem that Larry is even better than the salesperson for Daryl mm -hmm. to be dealing with. Number two, we showed Daryl that I told Larry what matters to you. There's no doubt. You heard Larry yep. say it, not yep. me say it. Larry right. said it. Yeah. Now the fear, that doubt, uncertainty has been subdued significantly mm. because you're like, oh, they got me. They know me. They understand me. They like me. They're going to deliver value for me. Ah, you, hey, Daryl, you I know what's so, so at ease now? I know. You know what's so good about this is a couple of words just floated into the top of my head. It's edification mm -hmm. and clear, concise communication. Exactly. Not rocket science. And this is so, so critical, such an important moment in the customer experience. And I love this conversation. Everyone listening in, once again, you're going to want to go buy right now a copy of Never Lose a Customer Again, because the whole book is packed with stuff like this. We're going to continue this conversation in just a few moments after we hear from our good friend, Tom Hopkins, about what it means to him 
to sell from the heart along with a word from one of our sponsors. So let's hear from Tom and we'll rejoin this conversation in just a moment. Larry here. Unleash your business potential with Work Better Now. Get access to top-notch, full-time remote talent that delivers results from day one. Say goodbye to tedious admin tasks and time-consuming hiring. Whether you need an executive assistant, want to grow your team, or simply want to free up your time so you can sell more, Work Better Now has got you covered. They're carefully vetted and matched remote workforce will streamline your operations. Join Daryl and I in experiencing the positive impact of Work Better Now. Our assistant, Carmen, has been with us for almost two years, and she has been a tremendous benefit to our team. Book a free consultation at workbetternow.com and transform your business today. Use promo code HEART to receive $150 off for your first three months. The heart is always forever been a symbol of love and all of my career in teaching people the art of selling and marketing and building a business is the fact that you love people and use money never use people and love money Mm. and if you have this heart or love for people they'll not only do business with you but they'll help you build a clientele following because they're happy the way, the way you handle them. I love oh, hearing from Tom. Tom is a legend. Love legend. people and use money. This is so good. And this is, you know, coming back to this whole concept of customer experience and also employee experience, the heart with which we approach this is so critical. So you write a ton about customer experience and never lose a customer again. But the latest book, which I'm so excited for is never lose an employee again. Why is employee experience so important in the world of sales? Well, Daryl, I've spent the last 20 plus years operating in the customer experience space. And what I realized about five minutes into that journey is that you can't have a remarkable customer experience if you don't have remarkable employees to deliver that experience. Now, the mm. challenge is in most organization, customer experience and employee experience are seen as two totally different topics, the purview of total, two totally different departments or individuals. I see them as two sides of the same coin. As we improve one, we improve the other. Happier employees equals happier customers. If your customers hate interacting with you, chances are your employees are going to hate coming to work. So there is an opportunity in every organization that is committed to remarkable customer experiences to double down on the experiences that their people have. Now, what I will tell you guys, it was kind of a revelation to me, is that in most organizations, if I were to go to everyone on the sales team, everybody on the account management team, everybody in finance, everybody in the whole company, and I'd say, who's in customer experience? Who works in customer service? Almost everybody would eventually raise their hand. You know, if we explained to them the role and the touch points they have with the customer, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. But it is still the case that if I were to go into the typical organization and say, who's responsible for employee experience? The director of HR goes, oh, that would be me. <laughs> and no one else raises their hand. If you are a sales manager, you're directly responsible for the experience of your team. If mm. you are a sales leader, you're directly responsible for the experience of your team. If you are the most junior salesperson in your organization, 
You are directly responsible for the employee experience of everyone else that works with you in your division or in your department. Not to mention everyone else who interacts with you in the hallway or in the office or at the annual meeting or at the team retreat. We all play a role in employee experience. What's interesting is most of us have never thought about that. Most of us have never been trained about that. Most of us don't have that tied to our compensation or any of the KPIs we're supposed to be measuring and doing. And yet, it is one of the most significant driving factors about our success at work, whether we like coming to work, how we perform at work, the productivity, the efficiency, the effectiveness, the results we're able to get tie intrinsically and very connectively to the experience we create with each other and for each other as coworkers and colleagues. Oh, I, hey, Joey, th- this is, I, I'm enjoying this conversation. So it just through your research, I just have a quick question for you around the employee experiences through your research is what were you unpacking as it relates to what employees actually thought an employee experience was? You know, it's interesting, Larry, most employees, the struggle they have is that employee experience hasn't been defined at all in their organization. There, mm-hmm. There's no description. Yeah. I mean, the closest yeah. thing we come to a description of employee experience is a mishmashed version of the job description with, oh, and by the way, we have these core values. And neither of them are effectively explained. Both of them were probably written by committees and no one's coming back and actually saying, how are you living them? So we run into this huge challenge where most organizations, instead of doing onboarding of a new employee, and by the way, just as an aside, the research about those first 100 days holds just as true on the employee side. Same numbers, 20 Mm. to 60, 70% of new hire employees will quit before the one year anniversary with you. Wow. They leave Mm. and they leave fast. Wow. The reason they leave so fast is that first 100 days foundation isn't established. We're not creating that kind of connective tissue. But as it relates to the expectations for the employee experience, most organizations, instead of doing onboarding, are doing orientation. Mm. Orientation is one or two days. Hey, by the way, here's where the bathroom is. Oh, this is who you report to. Oh, fill out this TPS report. Oh, here's where we go for lunch. (laughs) Those same type of activities happen on a cruise ship. Oh, by the way, here are where the bathrooms are. Here's where you go to lunch. Fill out this form to enjoy the cruise. That's not onboarding. That's orientation. Mm -hmm. And there is a direct correlation between the amount of time you spend onboarding and training and educating a team member, teaching them your way of business and how long they will stay. One quick stat, Department of Labor finds that if they ask an employee, did you have a strong onboarding process? when you came into the role you're at in your organization. If the employee says yes, right at about 70% of those people have been with the organization for more than three years. Wow. Just that. We're not even defining strong onboarding. (laughs) Just if you feel like it was a strong onboarding process, you're more likely to stay for years instead of weeks or months. What an incredible perspective for our sales leaders. And you go, I got high turnover on my sales team. And and so it's always like, well, we need better people. Well, maybe you need a better experience in the first hundred days. Maybe that's where you need to focus. You know, Joey, one of my light bulb moments, this has been an amazing conversation. One of my light bulb moments is if employee experience is so good and if everybody's responsible for it, think about the sales team's opportunity 
to improve employee experience in an organization. I mean, salespeople were known for being, you know, outgoing, social, friendly, I hope, uh, and all of that to our, our customers and prospects. What if we brought that same positive, friendly attitude to our company, recognizing that as we do this, the people that are supporting our accounts are going to be in much better shape if we've got yep. a positive corporate culture. And, and I think that right there, I think, and this is something I think we're going to talk about a lot in the months to come, is what can we do as sales teams to improve the culture of our company overall and make new people that come into the organization feel welcome? Incredible opportunity there. Daryl, I totally agree with you. And if I may, just a plus one or to add on to that, mm -hmm. in most organization, the salespeople are viewed as and treated as the rock stars in the company. Yeah. They get the most attention, the most FaceTime, the highest comp. They're the ones being featured in the annual newsletter. They're the ones being called out at the president's circle meeting. These are folks are constantly being elevated. Let's go back to that video hypothetical I gave. What would happen if those same salespeople went out of their way to elevate the status of the other people in the organization who yes. aren't in sales? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you about the best account manager we have. Oh, I got to have a conversation about Tina. Tina works in accounts payable. And this was a great client that we knew was going to be a wonderful relationship with us long-term, but Tina. Tina was the one to figure out the payment plan to get them into a structure, something we couldn't even figure out during the sales process. She figured out how to align our needs for revenue from this client with their cash flow in a way that worked for both parties. Oh, big round of applause for Tina. She's amazing. Yes. This costs yeah. our salespeople yes. nothing. And what it will do now is when Tina gets a message from Joey, the salesperson, or there's an issue with one of my clients, guess who's going to work extra hard to make it look beautiful? Well, the person who I was singing their praises. This is why I yeah. come back to personal and emotional connection. Selling from the heart isn't just for prospects. And it's not just for clients. It's for Every human you interact with within your organization and outside your organization. Oh, amen. Hey, Joey, amen on this mm. one. And it's, you know, we just believe here at Selling from the Heart, it's how you show up. So as I'm sitting here listening to what you were saying, it just imagine, right? I just want salespeople, this is going to be sales centric for just a moment, is just imagine you as a salesperson. You're so concerned with paying attention to how you show up for your clients and those experiences. Mm. How about flip the switch, do a complete 360 on this. Now start paying attention to how you show up for the people inside your company that are helping you support that account. And then Very mirror funny. both of those together. Now, now you're truly being viewed as a rock star because I know I've been on the receiving end of some of these things and I've heard some conversations they're going, Hey man, that Daryl guy, he might be a rock star out there, but let me tell you what's really going on. You get what I'm saying? 100%. And I'm just using that. I'm just using Daryl as an example well, on this. One, 100%. And here, here's it. Let me, let me offer an, a potentially easy way for someone to think more strategically about the interactions they have with their colleagues and their coworkers that are other employees who aren't in sales. So, Often, not always, but often, the salespeople get to go to unique events. They get to go to golf tournaments, you know, pro games where they're entertaining the client. They get to go to events where there's an exhibitor hall where they have featured things. You know, they're constantly out there in the world. Mm -hmm. What if you went with an extra duffel bag? 
next mm. time you went out on the road. And you went in and you saw this really cool giveaway they were giving at a booth and you grabbed three or four of them instead of one. Mm. Or you went to the box seat and they had this amazing setup and you grabbed a couple of the logoed items that they were giving away that everybody was there. And then you brought that back to the support team, the account management team. And you said, hey, you make it possible for me to be out there in the world. I wanted to share some of these fun things I came across. Feel free to take one, take two, enjoy. Cost to you, nothing other than intentionality. Yes. Return on that investment, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. Because to you, you don't need another iPad holder. You don't need another, you know, pocket MP3 player, whatever it is that you're out and getting, right? But to other people on the team that aren't having that exposure, they might be excited about that. To other golfers that you played in the charity golf tournament and at the end they were giving away free golf shoe bags with the logo because they printed too many and they were like, we just want to get rid of these. And you grab three or four and you bring them back to the golfers in your organization that Mm -hmm. weren't on the course with you. Now it says, I recognize the personal and emotional connection that I have with that salesperson and they are taking care of me and connecting with me in that way. So, so powerful, mind blowing concept. And this is something we're going to be talking about for months and years to come inside selling from from the heart. So Joey, I know everyone listening in is asking the question, how can I get more Joey Coleman in my life? (laughs) Well, I so appreciate that, Daryl. You know, the books, I have two books. One is called Never Lose a Customer Again. One is called Never Lose an Employee Again. They're available wherever you like to get your books. And I always like to share that they're available in the format you like to consume books in. So we've got a hardcover of each book that you can take notes in the margins. We've got an ebook version if you like to highlight in your Kindle or your Nook. And we also have an audiobook version of each book. So if you've enjoyed me telling some of these stories, the books have about 50 case studies each from all yeah, walks do. of life, all Amazing. different types of industries. I'll tell the stories to you reading them in the audiobook. So that's a great place to get the books. If you want to connect with me, again, my name is Joey Coleman and the website is joeycoleman.com. That's J-O-E-Y, like a baby kangaroo or a five-year-old, you know, Coleman, (laughs) C-O-L-E-M-A-N, like the camping equipment, but no relation, joeycoleman.com. You can find information about customer experience there. You can find information about employee experience there. And if there's any way I can serve you or your organization or audiences that you may be speaking to, uh, would love to connect and explore how we can make that work. This is so good. You're awesome, dude. Joey, what an incredible conversation and a sincere thank you for solving my problem in South Finland. That is really, (laughs) really going to make things better. We appreciate you. Thanks for investing in Selling from the Heart. You are truly a Selling from the Heart champion. Awesome. (laughs) What a great conversation, Larry. And and if you think about, I mean... I, I, we're huge as everyone that hangs out at Selling from the Heart knows we're huge advocates for our ability, our responsibility to contribute to a positive customer experience. But what we were talking about at the end about contributing to the employee experience of our company, I think is groundbreaking and revolutionary. Yeah. And it's this, uh, I mean, I held myself accountable to this in the days as well. And I know you did as well, Daryl, is I just want us to think you are responsible for how you show up. I know you mm-hmm. you might work for a great company that's got all these things in place, but guess what? You are responsible for the experience as an individual. Thing is, is how are y'all showing up? And that's what we want you to think about. Yeah. And if you're having symptoms like 
that customer won't return my calls or emails <laughs> or they don't ever want to come to a quarterly business review or strategy meeting. Maybe you fumbled the baton in that first handoff and maybe that's where you need to go back and go, what can we do to make sure that that handoff is seamless? So many great things. I double dog dare you to go grab a copy of Never Lose a Customer Again and grab Joey's latest book about employee experience as well. We're going to be talking about this for a long time. Larry, one of the things I love about Selling from the Heart is we're all about inspiration. So if you want to get inspired, guess where you go? Sellingfromtheheart.net slash daily. Then get the daily dose of inspiration to keep you fired up. And right now, Q4, we are working to finish strong. And our commitment to you at Selling from the Heart is to keep the inspiration going, keep the fire turned up, and make sure that we all encourage each other as we go through um, finishing out what's going to be an amazing year and starting to plan of the best year ever coming up. Yeah. And just and just before Daryl signs off, I just wanted to share this is we all know this is great leaders do two things really well. They inspire and influence people. And what I want you all think about with your experiences, especially through the end of this year and as you kick off into 2024, is ask yourself in the experiences that I'm providing, am I inspiring people? You know, I mean, am I influencing people into doing better business? And I'll leave you for that one to think about. But Daryl, this was a great conversation. Thank you to everybody who is listening in, especially those who are liking and leaving reviews on the podcast, on the platform on which you listen. It helps us spread the word and it helps us build this movement of authenticity and trust in the sales profession. We've got great guests coming up throughout the fall. So make sure to like or subscribe. And until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep building trust, create an inspirational customer and, and employee experience. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.